welcome friends, people for peace, pods of consciousness, planetary citizens, wherever you happen to be today, listening to Glocal News in Social Artistry, where we get to talk to folks who are building a more humane world from the inside out. I'm your host, Dick Dalton. And my guest today is Columbia's own Victoria Day. Good morning, Vic. Good morning. <laughs> it's Vic and Dick today. <laughs> you can take this on the road. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we were on a road on uh, what, Saturday. Was it Saturday afternoon? Oh, we were on the road. Yeah, we yeah. were marching and, and flag-waving and comforting people with blankets and <laughs> chanting well and and moving energy within ourselves and mm-hmm. out into the environment solidarity yeah yes solidarity yeah. march yeah good to see you there again it was it was impressive to me and really inspiring um that on such a cold cold day that over 300 people joined together in Columbia mm-hmm. to show that this was important to them, mm-hmm. right? And I, and I mean, I understand, you know, some people just couldn't be there or literally couldn't tolerate the cold. Mm-hmm. And so I know that those 300 represented mm-hmm. thousands and thousands more. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I just know myself. For me, I know at least 10 people who had intended to be there mm-hmm. that just simply couldn't because of either yeah. the cold or their work situation. So mm-hmm. that's what I saw. I didn't see 300 people. I saw all of the other, all the mm-hmm. tendrils of mm-hmm. connection and support, even uh, beyond Columbia, because I know mm-hmm. folks from out, you know, and, and further out mm-hmm. surrounding counties who were mm-hmm. even thinking about coming in. So Good day. Yeah, it was a good day. <laughs> yeah. It, it reminds me what you're saying. I, I do a a peace vigil on Wednesdays at noon during mm-hmm. the noon hour down okay, right. that's today mm-hmm. in uh, Jeff City in front of the post office that's right across from the Capitol and right. every every now and then often mm-hmm. even once a week somebody will stop and say why are you holding that flag and mm-hmm. it's the earth flag right. and uh, uh, I say well uh, um, peace on earth uh, mm-hmm. and uh I say, I'm your representative because I know you want peace on earth, too. Right. And, and that is a mentality that uh, I am there as a representative of people right. that want peace. And that, in my mind, is everybody. Right. And just making a presence in a way that says, hi. Mm-hmm. hi. And, and it, right. Yeah, not... You know, some yeah. people say, well, what are you protesting? And oh, I'm not protesting mm-hmm. anything, yeah. just uh, advocating for peace. Yeah, I don't know if, um, if, if you and I connected that a few months ago, I actually had the opportunity to be part of a national, well, it was actually the 50 states and the four uh, birthright territories were, were all represented, represented. It was created by a woman who her her website is Global Site Performance, and she's also she is also a Laban certified movement analyst. Mm -hmm. But her the way she does shares her work is she creates what she calls site specific uh, performance art, Mm -hmm. and so her very first one like 
10, 15 years ago was called One River. And she uh, connected communities from up in Minnesota all the way down to Louisiana along the Mississippi. And they did simultaneous movement together and then also had like local movement and then she every two years something that spun off from that is called um what is it hold on um global water dances Hmm. so i've been part of that but then she did something that was sort of off that path it was called 54 capitals 54 dancers and the intention that she shared with us that she asked to to dance in it was we are not standing up for or standing against anything. Mm-hmm. We are standing together to show that we that we represent our entire state or territory. Yeah. And so yeah. one woman danced on the capital of every hmm. state as well as these four birthright territories. Mm-hmm. And then those those dances were and they and they all did the exact same movements. And so if you picture a woman dressed all in white Mm -hmm. with a bowl. And Mm -hmm. so we're talking about, you know, so some people were dancing in snow. Some people were dancing in shorts. Mm. (laughs) So we had but we were all in white. Mm. We all had a bowl and it was Mm -hmm. whatever that bowl represented for us. Mm -hmm. We did very simple synchronized movements all together. So we had our phones. She started the music. Oh, my goodness. And then there was a part in the middle where we had a full minute where we just struck a pose. And that pose was something that um, had meaning for us. Mm-hmm. We just held that pose for one minute, and then we all started moving together. Right? Mm-hmm. And so she's filmed it, and now is creating a, a like a film of all 54 dancers. Oh. And it's just, it's really powerful. Um, if uh, and, and if someone was interested in this, they could go to my Facebook page, the Embodiment Live Life More Fully page. Mm-hmm. And I have a link there, both of my video, my one video, but then also that you can go in and you mm-hmm. can see all the other dancers. The so. Embodiment? It's just Embodiment. Oh, embodiment. Mm-hmm. Uh, embodiment LLC, Live Life More Fully is mm-hmm. the, the full Okay, but embodiment embodiment, pretty much takes you there. Right, Mm -hmm. yeah, and and the live life more fully is, you know, and and then you can also look for Vic Day on Facebook, and of course Mm -hmm. it's under my profile. But Mm -hmm. yeah, and so, but that's that same, I really liked that idea, because that's what I felt like, like, on Saturday we were standing up for some things, Mm -hmm. and we were standing against some things, Mm -hmm. but we were also standing together, Mm -hmm. right? And it didn't Mm -hmm. have to be this forward push or Mm -hmm. this, like, you know, trying to pull more in. Mm -hmm. It could simply be just standing. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the part that I try to bring to those, like, the march piece is that we have the action of walking, which Mm -hmm. is what we're doing, Mm -hmm. but bringing a different... I mean, to me, it's like a, it's a, you could call it a sacred act, um, an act of intention, that if you're just walking from the courthouse back to the courthouse and you're talking to your friend and you're talking about what you're going to have for lunch and you're talking about, you know, da-da-da, <laughs> then, th- you know, we appreciate that you're there. And I invite people to recognize that there is also a way that you can keep deepening it 
mm-hmm. and you can really there's a there's a chant that we sing that it's like with every step I take I make in prayer mm. every breath I take I breathe in life Right, and if you really let yourself, especially in those kind of situations, mm-hmm. every step you're taking is not just the functional act mm-hmm. of right. got one more step taking me closer to uh-huh. get back to the courthouse. Of course, some people might have been thinking that on Saturday because it was so cold, but but also mm-hmm. that like every step is like what when I when I put my foot back down on that support and I push against that to support to take my next step. What am I? moving like what is the intention that i'm mm-hmm. trying to to manifest in mm-hmm. this moment even if i don't actually see it out in the world yet mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's how i that's how i think about those things which is a little different i mean i'm mm-hmm. not sh- you know i i think that that's a, a little bit of a new perspective for some mm-hmm. folks to think about walking in that way it's like mm-hmm. to take walking meditation and then add chanting marching <laughs> right and and rallying and roll it all up. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm hearing is there are nuances of, of levels of awareness that we can tap mm-hmm. into and tap into and, and just mm-hmm. keep – it almost mm-hmm. doesn't – I mean, there's no end to oh. that. I mean, and, and you and I, I mean, if, if you don't mind me sharing that – our meeting no well no not well that too we can talk about that but just in this 30 seconds before we came on mic right there were thousands of options of the way that we could be right come in just functionally walk into the studio sit down get your mouth near the mic functional right and i looked over glanced over at you and you had your eyes closed and I just, uh, oh, like he's, I, I'm like, oh, he's reminding me. I can, I can calm myself. I can mm-hmm. settle myself in this space totally. I can calm my mind and just let myself be present. <laughs> Thank you, Dick, for reminding me. Because the piece is, is that I rushed in a little later than, <laughs> than I wanted to because I, I got a call from a client, which I wanted to attend to. But we didn't have to start it that way. Mm-hmm. Right, we could have come in and been chattering, 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 and gone right in, and it would have just been—it's not—it's not that one is right and wrong, but that we have choices about how we are tending to mm-hmm. to ourselves in mm-hmm. each moment. Mm-hmm. And I think that it makes a difference, and it makes a difference to, even though the folks can't see us, to what our like if I even if I wasn't using words and I would right I'm communicating something different with that than if I'm going right and so I might be using the exact same words the functional words but you know we get to choose there's an energy in our words yeah oh, there's an energy in our movement and yeah. Yeah, an energy in our intentions yeah right yeah you're familiar with the intention experiment uh, i don't know the book um, i don't i don't i'm not sure and I, I, it just <laughs> floated through my mind as you said <laughs> is intention. that what it's about is it's like it is about the amazing insights mm-hmm. that can be received mm-hmm. when we 
explore intention in a different way. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, it sounds like an intention. It's, a, it's an actual book. Yeah, okay. the intention experiment, experiment. And I'm I'm kind of blocking on uh, yeah. the author's name we could mm-hmm. google it right now <laughs> and and why i'm lighting up um anyone who listens to me on thursday nights knows i have this phrase i call it my inner tuning fork right? my inner tuning fork lights up mm-hmm. vibrates you know and, um, and and why would they be listening on thursday night oh on thursday nights sometimes i'm one of the programmers for women's issues women's voices mm-hmm. i'm actually really a really excited um so tomorrow night tomorrow night. Yeah, <laughs> okay yeah. this week has been all j- joggled up with this weather so tomorrow evening at seven mm-hmm. i am so excited i have already pre-recorded the interview um with a woman named alicia patterson mm-hmm. and i first met alicia um on YouTube, so she didn't meet me. I met her mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because I had um, was just at the near finishing my um, my master's program in the Laban movement analysis, and I was feeling a real need to to like be able to connect with someone. Um, uh, who who knew that language, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Without like waking my friends up at six o'clock in the morning, right? Who like were either in New York or wherever <laughs> they were, right? Um, the people that I'd met through the program. Because so soon just to, I'm going to come over here. So because Laban movement analysis is a framework and a language about observing, analyzing, and making choices about any and all movement. And so that is my foundational training. Mm-hmm. But as a result, it it felt, and I remember describing it to people at that time, that it felt a little bit like what I imagine is if you, you, you move to another country and even though you can speak the country of that, of those people. The language, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That you find yourself wanting to express things in your native language mm-hmm. or this other language that you know. And no one has <laughs> any concept. Like so, it's so it feels. Um, and so I found myself googling on YouTube, just trying to find videos of people who were uh, talking, explaining, facilitating from up the same perspective. Hmm. And that's how I met Alicia. So she's not actually a Laban movement analyst, but she's a somatic psychotherapist and a dance movement therapist mm. which they use um laban's work mm-hmm. um and so four years roll by oh my <laughs> right this is was about four years ago when i discovered her and i found myself using one of the particular videos which is called the satisfaction cycle Mm -hmm. which is a tool that i use in both my counseling work and my somatic movement work and going back again over and over again it was just like because i would listen to what she was saying and what she was suggesting and and it was just fascinating to me it's like a 15 minute video and every time i would do it i would hear something new or i would find i would discover something new and one morning i was like well, why don't I just interview her on women's issues, women's voices? 
And so that is who I'll be interviewing tomorrow night. Um, the interview's already been recorded, and so I know that basically she talks about her own story, what somatic psychotherapy is. She also um, has really shifted into doing a lot of women's health and pelvic empowerment work um, and then we briefly talk about the satisfaction cycle at the end like that was actually my intention for the whole interview but we ended up spending like five <laughs> minutes so <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> well it drew so, me in I, I saw it on your on my so, Facebook uh, notification right? satisfaction yeah. cycle. The satisfaction cycle so um, and it doesn't let's see it does mention her name mm-hmm. in the description in the actual description right alicia a l i c i a and it gives the links also yeah. within there mm-hmm. um so if on facebook if you went to the women's issues women's voices uh facebook page you would mm. see that event mm-hmm. um so so but intention um so i've really been thinking and sharing with my clients a lot because about uh, the quantitative and qualitative aspects of intention. Because a lot of times, unless I'm I'm working with people who have like a spiritual or uh, a magical background, so intention is part of their like ritual making, they think of of intention like goal setting. Goal setting. Goal setting. Mm -hmm. And so, which is an important aspect. And that's that. So I I feel like these, they work together rather than it being, ah, the intention experiment by Lynn Taggart. Okay. Mm -hmm. Using your thoughts to change your life and your world in the world. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. Um, So the quantitative intention is like, so I'm going to get up every morning and I'm going to do 20 minutes of yoga. That's a quantitative intention. And then I ask my question, my clients, okay, what is the quality that you also want to be bringing into your life? What is the attitude? What's the mood, right? Because if your intention is, like if what you are, what you are seeking is uh, calmness, a practice of meditation, and then you totally overwhelm yourself trying to force this 20 minute, you know, then you actually undermine the, the intention that was really there, right? But you didn't state. Mm-hmm. Then, then you, uh, if you can be aware, like, oh, okay, my quantitative intention has now started to deplete my qualitative intention, how can I shift one or the other? Maybe either I wasn't looking for the quality of calm. Maybe I really was looking for uh, the quality of repetition and discipline, right? And Or maybe you really were looking for calm and increasing ease, and then it's like, oh, can I say... I would like to do at least five minutes of yoga on most days of the week, right? And then it becomes a different quantitative, right? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And the thing is, is that then if you do it 20 minutes every day, you have have accomplished, you know, both intentions. Yeah. So that's, I'm going to look that up. I like the fluidity factor. Oh. (laughs) 
Yeah. Rigidity. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we've talked about that before. Oh, well, yeah, that fluid it, yeah. might have been the word that you yeah. used yeah. as you walked up to my wife and I at yeah. Clover's West and said. Yeah, I, I don't even remember. I just remember I got out of my car at Clover's on Chapel Hill and I looked across the parking lot and there was this, 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 and I will say gentleman, because that's what came to my mind. This gentleman walking with such ease and grace, and there was a, an erectness to your posture without tension, and I could feel uh, each um, connection as your feet just, it was like you were, uh, caressing isn't the right word, but it was like you were just very gently placing your feet, placing your feet, placing your feet, but without, because sometimes people, when they place their feet gently, they're doing it with tension, like and like they're holding themselves back. Mm. And this wasn't like that. This was like you were meeting the earth and you were trusting it, mm. right? You were trusting the support and but you weren't collapsing into it, mm -hmm. right? And that really captured my eye because I was like, oh, oh, that is an inspiration. Sort of like today when I walked in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's an inspiration to check into my breath, mm -hmm. right? Check into my own relationship with support. Um, and when I interviewed Alicia, I'm not sure it's on the interview, but at some point when we were talking, she made this statement from uh, Hannah Lowenstein. She said, told her who is a five rhythms instructor. And Hannah said, gravity is unconditional love. And when she said that to me, I mean, my whole chest, my arms, I mean, my whole heart chakra just lit up because that's what I'm always sharing with all of my clients, hmm. right, is that the two gifts <laughs> that every single living thing is gifted, especially mammals, right, is breath and support. Mm -hmm. And that so much of our unease and our disease comes from forgetting and mm. restricting, right, and that you know, so, so I tell my clients, breath is always there. As long as you're alive, right, breath is going to be working. Mm -hmm. The question is whether the patterns of your thoughts and your body are actually allowing yourself to accept a full inhale hmm. and accept a full exhale. Right? Because even when you were just um, the very, the little, uh, what, the egg and the sperm, the little cells, right? Those cells had the wisdom to just let themselves expand and attract, take in nourishment, push mm -hmm. out toxins, mm -hmm. right? That cells know how to do this. As long as the bodies they are attached to and the thoughts, this goes back to the intention, are not then getting in the way, mm -hmm. right? And then, so that's, you know, from conception. And then very quickly, um, and my theory is it's when, uh, it's when we are actually attached by the umbilical cord, the tubercle, we start experiencing gravity, 
I mean, I don't know that we experience it when we're floating around in the, <laughs> right, you know, because it's sort of like, I mean, I do the float tank, the Clarity Float Spa. Have you ever had the opportunity to No, do I've yet? been offered that experience. Oh, it, <laughs> so it is the problem, it's what I imagine being the closest thing to being in the womb, <laughs> because it's a thousand pounds of Epsom salts <laughs> in like a foot of water and then maybe like a seven by seven tank. <laughs> And so there's something that's so comforting about, I mean, I can lay back without anything under my head and I'm floating Mm -hmm. and I can just relax and relax and Mm -hmm. relax and I just float, Mm -hmm. right? And I imagine that's what it's like in our first couple of weeks of being the tissue floating around Mm -hmm. inside the womb. Amniotic fluid. fluid, Mm -hmm. (laughs) But then as soon as we make that connection to, you know, the host, Right, that that host is attached to the ground, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's where that gravity is unconditional love. Gravity's with mm. us from that moment mm. until we take our last breath, and then mm-hmm. even after that, because we don't float away, is you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're still the physical body. Mm-hmm. Now, what it's it's not holding down, and is the spirit or the mm-hmm. soul or the life force or whatever, however it is mm-hmm. you conceptualize that, right? Can we use yeah. gravity also as an analogy of support? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's, unconditional love is right. yeah, and that's is supporting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. And mm-hmm. when when um, so those are the two things that uh, no matter what a client <laughs> comes to me for, I'm always going back to, you know, are you really allowing yourself? to experience. I mean, even as we're sitting here, Dick, it's so easy to forget. The bottom of my feet are being supported by a floor. That floor is being supported by the, the structure of this building, right, all the way down to the ground. Mm-hmm. So even though we're two stories up here in the Dalton building, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> in greatness, right? in the presence of greatness, um, that gravity is is causing. I mean, this building to stay together, mm-hmm. and so therefore, my feet are attached, and my pelvic floor through the chair, right, are attached to that mm-hmm. gravity, and then I too am an architectural structure, mm-hmm. right? So that gravity is traveling up through my ankles, my knees up into the joints, right? Up through the pelvic floor, up through, and, and your skeletal system is designed to communicate. That's That skeletal system is about support. What most humans, myself included, get tricked into believing is that, that it's our muscles hmm. that are what support us, which is why we pull up into our shoulders, right? Hold our mm. shoulders tight. It's why we hold our breath because we think, oh, if we hold that diaphragm muscle tight, right, that gives us support. And those are the pieces that my work, whether it's someone coming to me and, um, you know, coming to me because they're looking for counseling mm-hmm. or mental health counseling mm-hmm. or someone who is coming and saying, I really would like to do uh, somatic movement repatterning. I want to know how to move in my body more easily. Mm-hmm. They both are saying the same thing. Mm. <laughs> because when you 
move your body differently, it changes how you think about things. Mm -hmm. When you change how you think about things, it changes how you move, mm -hmm. right? So they're both asking for the same thing. It's mm -hmm. just which door we walk through, <laughs> right, <laughs> to start the work. And then the, the thing that's always consistent is checking with the breath. Mm -hmm. And not just checking with the breath, because I can go, oh, yeah, I'm breathing, right? But I might be going, <sighs> mm -hmm. right? That's breathing, mm -hmm. right? It's a form of breathing. Mm -hmm. But it's actually like knowing that you are free to notice your breath and accept it. Right? And if you accept your breath and really let it move the, the body, right? and, and you will feel the, the torso of your body changing shape with your breath. Right? And that's where you can start to really play with this. Okay, so my pelvic bones, my spine, my ribs... My clavicle, uh, that's this, uh, you know, your shoulder, um, up into my scapula, are all bony structure support, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And they are not flying around in space. They are supporting each other and being supported by the entire planet, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then within that support, there's movement. And, and uh, this is another thing Alicia said that I wrote down because I love it. Support precedes movement, mm. right? Mm -hmm. So to really let yourself accept a deep breath and let all the muscles and the tissues of not just your lungs, but your diaphragm. And then, I mean, that breath can move all your organs all the way down where you can actually sense that breath all the way down into your pelvic floor mm -hmm. and all the way up into the base of your skull, right? In your armpits. My, my class that I do on Thursday afternoons at Heart, Body, and Soul is called Mindful Movement. Mindful mm -hmm. Move Groove. Mindful Move Groove. Move Groove, yes. Mindful Move Groove at 1 o'clock. And uh, one of the things they like to laugh at is because I'll say, okay, remember how much I love the juicy armpits. Right? Because some, because we do, we carry a lot of tension in our chest. Hmm. But if we start to let ourselves really just play with this idea that when I breathe, my, I mean, uh, whoever came up with the word rib cage <laughs> was not really, um, was not a movement analyst. <laughs> because a cage implies most cages are static, hmm. right? They don't, I mean, you think about the cages that we put things in, they are static. They're not flexible. The ribs are actually a basket, much like um, there's a Native, Ameri Native American basket where they caught fish and they would put it in the water and the, the water would come through and the basket would open and close and open mm -hmm. and close. Do you, know what, mm. have you, do you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever seen no. these? But so the, the fish would, in the, and, and the current would bring the fish in, mm -hmm. right, because it would open, and then the fish couldn't go backwards, ah, because, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So if you think about your ribs as a basket, right, mm -hmm. but it's a basket, a supportive basket, mm -hmm. right, because it's attached, again, to the, to the spine and to the, the pelvis, um, then when you breathe, really, like, Imagining the, the fluid of that breath filling up that basket, 
and then that basket collapsing back down right Mm -hmm. and then this really brings in that juiciness into the armpits and the pelvis and the throat Mm -hmm. right i'll have to meditate on the juicy armpit (laughs) 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 but we're going to take a a station break while i do that (laughs) good and i'm going to get a a drink so my cells are juicy (laughs) so we'll be back in a minute folks with more glocal news Mm -hmm. and social artistry with victoria day Mm -hmm. talk to you soon Welcome back to Glocal News in Social Artistry. I'm your host, Dick Dalton, and my guest is Vic Day. Uh, with uh, embodiment, and you have several... Uh, I have two different business prongs. entities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so as Victoria Day LPC, I'm licensed. a licensed professional counselor. Mm-hmm. You know, I went through uh, a counseling program here. I did uh, through Stevens College. Um, mm-hmm. I did my supervision and and received my license um, in what I would consider a more traditional talk therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, however, when I entered Stevens, they knew very clearly that my intention um, from the beginning <laughs> was how to bring movement and the body into the mm-hmm. mental health practice mm-hmm. so that is that piece of work mm-hmm. that that that's that, that, that horrible <laughs> that piece of work um <laughs> uh, but the 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 practice that's that's one uh stream professional stream mm-hmm. and a piece of it is just very functional that as a counselor i'm able to take insurance and that um, opens up the capacity for some folks who would not be able to get these kind of services and support to be able to afford them. That's Mm -hmm. very practical. Mm -hmm. But then I'm also, as Embodiment LLC, Mm -hmm. I do um, work with individuals, as I said, so I don't do counseling with them and actually ask people to be working with a counselor. While we are also doing whatever it is that they're wanting to bring in to look at their patterns of movement, ease of movement. And so whereas the counseling, we usually start in a chair. We start with talk therapy. Mm-hmm. Usually if someone comes to me as an individual, as I call it somatic therapy yeah. client, mm-hmm. we start on the floor. If they can't start on the floor, we'll start on a, a, a firm chair. Mm-hmm. We start right away with breath. And, it, and and a lot of people think that then what I do is I force people to move. <laughs> There's no forcing. It's an invitation. And some people will come in and they're already, they're ready to move. Mm-hmm. But then it's how do we bring in that, that support precedes movement, mm-hmm. right? How do we bring in, how do you move in a way that's safe for you, how to move in ways that keep you curious and not overwhelming 
either your emotions, your thoughts, your spirit, your body. I have individual clients that range from folks with chronic illness that has caused limitations Hmm. in their movement or accidents to folks that are working with a counselor about something like anxiety, Mm -hmm. but they're also interested in learning more about how to move within themselves. And that was Mm -hmm. the word when you said... uh, the, a more humane world from the inside out. Right. I mean, I feel like that's the piece mm-hmm. is uh, being able to choose to be aware of what moves you, like, in, mm-hmm. and that's you know what inspires you to act or to move or to speak or to cry or to mm-hmm. run or to fight or right. Mm-hmm. Those are all a part of somatic therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, but we it, we don't stay in the talk realm. We're always mm-hmm. folding it back into movement. movement, movement mm-hmm. right? what, um, what is your take on muscle memory mm-hmm. and how over our collective lifetime, mm-hmm. those body habits that mm-hmm. we don't have to think about climbing stairs and all those things and so many other things that are going on in our bodies, how does that play into your work? So the I finally it's taken those of you who've been who've been with me on this journey know it's taken me a while, but I think I have my elevator speech down as what <laughs> it means to be a Laban certified movement analyst. And this is it. When you break us down to our our very funda- fundamental elements, we are nothing more and collections of patterns. How we move our body was based on patterns that are both developmental, mm-hmm. so that's the nature piece, mm-hmm. and environmental, that's the nurture piece, mm-hmm. right? And so we all walk, oh, no, let me, most people walk upright mm-hmm. because socially that's what we're taught, right? And we, we are capable, we have the capacity to do that uh, uh, functionally, and we also see it in our, what's around us. So mm-hmm. we're, that's, that's the environment, right? Mm-hmm. The same thing is true with our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, uh, we are pre-verbal <laughs> when we come into this world. And so what we know about the world are the patterns that someone teaches us, mm. right? I remember writing, um, I was a, a, the editor for the Now newsletter years ago when my, when my daughter, who's now 30, was an infant. And I remember writing one about... That's the National Organization for of Women. women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, how if I really wanted to mess with my child's mind... That I would, you know how when we when we teach children like body parts, we like say, "Got your nose, right? Got your nose," or "Show me your ear," right? But if I had wanted to, I could have said while grabbing what we all know as a nose, I could have said, "Got your ear, got your ear," mm-hmm. and for her that would be an ear, right? And then she would have walked out into the world and she would have said, "You know, can I have a Kleenex so I can blow my ear?" And people would have been like, "What?" Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. but it was just this realization, and actually, mm-hmm. what the whole article was about is that we cannot use the word "man" to mean the entire 
human race, uh. <laughs> all mm. humanity, as well as half, because that's mm. like saying, you know, it, it's it's a, it's cognitive. It's, it makes it doesn't make sense. But so to go back to your question is yes. So we are all a collection of patterns. Mm-hmm. My work is about when you start to notice those patterns don't serve you mm-hmm. and you feel like you'd like to make a choice but you don't even know how to access the choices mm-hmm. that's the work I do so it could be a pattern of how you think and so a thought that you know a thought pattern a belief that you've had forever which is you know your book right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am not my thoughts mm-hmm. right recognizing that and what I really like about this approach is that it's not it's non-judgmental because what I tell people is that if today in this moment your thoughts and your body are experiencing anxiety that anxiety served a purpose at least once Mm -hmm. right at least once it worked as a right? defense. Oh, as yeah. to protect you or, mm-hmm, you know. Right. And then you got into the pattern of believing it was continuing to work, right? right? Um, until it doesn't, mm-hmm. right? right? And so the same thing happens. So, and to bring this to a more body, something that I observe is a lot of people, uh, adult people with, you know, regular movement abilities, do not use their capacity to accept grounded support and push when they rise from a chair Mm. as pretty and as americans i don't know i can't say every culture but what i see is most americans until they hit a certain age pull themselves up out of the chair They use their shoulders, they use, they hold their breath, they use tightness of muscle, again, Mm -hmm. to pull themselves upward, right? And not, and they don't really, they don't access the lower body. And then we could get into a whole conversation about Hmm. how culturally, right, we we tend to uh, have more respect for the upper body than the lower body. Um, But what happens then is that as a person ages, or gets weaker, whatever, Mm -hmm. and they're still trying to use muscle force to stand up, Mm. they believe they no longer have the ability or the strength to get out of the chair. Mm. And what I see is they they do, but but they'd have to repattern their thought process, their breath, their accepting, and really learn how to push, push, and that's that's part of the satisfaction cycle, Ah. is being able to trust the earth and to push is the beginning of the satisfaction cycle. Mm. And so, yeah, so if your muscle memory is always pulling you upward, it's going to work until it doesn't. (laughs) And then the question is whether you have the capacity, the support, Um, the understanding to not demonize or turn it into a pathology but actually see it as an opportunity to find a new pattern Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. yeah so when you are talking about push and just this practical Mm -hmm. getting up out of a chair 
Is there something that you're pushing on? Are you pushing on the chair itself? Are you pushing on the armrest? Right, so for well, but you're not pushing well, on gravity. You're pushing. Yeah, on. You, yep. You're pushing it. You're you're testing gravity. Is it going to hold me? And you're testing it through the bottom of your feet. And for some people, it might be right to start. It might be oh, I'm I'm going to push through my the bottom of my feet and my palms. Mm-hmm. Right? So so watch me here. Okay, and, okay I'm so watch you. I wish so, I, you all could see. Should I tell you all what you didn't? So in so, a pushing way, right? I could move one foot back. Or you could even just leave both feet on the floor, right? And, and you, I could right push, push, push in, pushing push into your knees, knees pushing push into your feet. Yeah, that's and so pushing. and that's pushing. And the other piece, so the whole satisfaction cycle, to give you a little hint, is yield, push, reach, grasp, pull. Right, and so if you think about what you just did, Dick, mm-hmm. you pushed into your feet mm-hmm. into the floor. So mm-hmm. you weren't on your toes, mm-hmm. you know, you weren't um, you weren't really really wide mm-hmm. or too narrow. I wasn't right? lunging. Right, you no. weren't lunging, <laughs> and you were pushing downward and with both your hands on your knees and your feet. But at the same time that you were pushing, like because pushing is not the full thing, then it's this. Oh, letting your head start to reach mm-hmm. up, and this is that practice, without tensing up the whole upper body, but just letting your your head reach upward. And actually what happens as you're standing, your tail also reaches downward, right? So anybody who does yoga and you think about um, downward dog, downward dog is a beautiful example of you're on your hands and knees yielding into the support. You then push through the hands and through the bottom of the feet while your tail reaches up and back and your head reaches down and forward, hmm. right? So you've gone, you've gone through yield, push, reach, and there might even be you know, a little bit of pull, right? But, the, but it really is more in, in down dog, it's really not that reach, right? Because pull is when you're like, going from down dog into chaturanga and if this doesn't make sense to people you don't do yoga like where you go into plank right you go mm-hmm. uh, and you pull the head forward right but you're still you still have the push you still have the yield right there's still that but now it's moved into that pull right and then then when you get into plank you're now back into yield right yield you're not trying to push yourself away from the earth, nor mm-hmm. are you trying to right, push the earth away from you, because that means you're you actually doing too much work. Mm-hmm. You're really allowing yourself, right, until mm-hmm. you transition to, like I said, to Chaturanga, where now, as you're lowering yourself, you're actually yielding and doing this interesting push, but the push is resulting in you lowering down to the ground, right? Right? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So and cool. that and and so I do have clients who that's we use. I am not a yoga teacher. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, I've been doing yoga for myself since 1982, but it it's another form of movement. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I really do love about the the Laban movement analysis is, I mean, in my classes I had yoga instructors, Pilates instructors, dancers, art therapists. <laughs> Let's see, uh, theater folks, mm. a robotics engineer, an architect, 
right? These were all people who understood that the work that were, I mean, movement is life, right? And they wanted to have a deeper understanding of movement within mm -hmm. each of their fields. Right. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, so. Beautiful. Um, yeah, so it was, it's very exciting work. Well, I know I enjoyed the evening I spent in one of your, mm. I don't, you couldn't quite call it a class, but it was no, maybe a, it's a, was a, a ritual event. Yeah, it was a, an experience. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you have weekly offerings at on Worley uh, mm -hmm. on at, Heart, Body, and Soul on Thursdays at one. Mm -hmm. And I and so mindful move groove. I I tell people it's like imagine flash mob has a baby with Tai Chi. Right. Well, so, maybe some people understand <laughs> that. I, so it's Tai Chi. It's, I kind of okay. <laughs> so it's 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 body mindful movement done to fun music, right? So it's we might be moving slow and really conscious, juicy armpits, mm -hmm. getting our our lymphatic systems moving, doing a, uh, energetic awareness. And then I will play a song from ILS. Right, right now we're uh, dancing to Beast of Burden by the Rolling Stones. Mm -hmm. We're dancing to a song from Greece. Mm -hmm. But we don't just dance to create action. We're actually playing with the concepts of expanding body awareness and expanding oh, choice. Wonderful. And then I also do a 30-minute Monday class at 1215 at Kindred Collective, which I just call a Monday movement break. And it's mm -hmm. 30 minutes of somatic warm-up movement. Where is Kindred Connected? Kindred Collective is 2800 Forum Boulevard. Hmm. And it is the collective that I am a part of. Um, and so it's a... Is it's that a, close to that shopping center area? Um, if you've... If you have... If you're ha traveling south and you've gone past Clovers, mm -hmm. but you haven't yet got to Wilson's, yeah. mm -hmm. we're on the left side of the road in Victoria Park, oh, which okay. is perfect. Wonderful, yes. yeah. Okay. And um, and it is a healing, wellness, and expressive art collective. There are mm -hmm. there are counselors there. There mm -hmm. are play therapists. There's a massage therapist on site, mm. a yoga therapist. Uh, we have a Pilates instructor. There's also folks, there's a psychiatrist who's in the collective that works mm. off-site. It's a really wonderful space. To and we can Google Kindred, Kindred Collective. collective. Mm -hmm. We're running out of time, I know. Lady. <laughs> but I have enjoyed so oh, much getting is... the opportunity. Thank you so yeah. much, whoever's been listening. And uh, I do appreciate you, Dick. I really do. Thank I, you. I, I really love this show. Well, this is, uh, this is such a, a wonderful space to... Mm -hmm. get to know and share these yeah. awesome ideas and yeah. change yes. our lives yes from, from the, the inside, inside out, out. <laughs> yes and thank you dennis appreciate you running the board and until next time folks please remember wherever you are that is your world mm -hmm. please leave your world cleaner more peaceful and more loving than you found it because if it is to be it is up to us. Yeah. Take care. Talk so to you soon. <laughs>